Today, let's talk about one of the biggest barriers to decluttering, and that is the what if situation. I help clients face what if decluttering all the time. It's easier to talk someone out of an object objectively when I have no attachment to it, but I fall victim to it when it's my own stuff. So being aware of that and sort of sympathetic to it, empathetic to it. Let's talk about a trick I just sort of implemented for myself. Let's see if it helps you too. All right, let's dig in. Hey friend, welcome to the Joy Loving Home Podcast. I'm Joy, wife, mom of four, (laughs) and unorganized professional organizer. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized there's a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created exclusively by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home. Organizing, planning, and productivity should fit the way our brains think. Albert Einstein said, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. (laughs) Well, fish, let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by well-intentioned monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. It's time to choose unorganized organization and flexible productivity. It's time to choose progress over perfection. I'm in this journey with you, and together, we can choose joy. I have the very unique opportunity which I have never had in my life before, and that is to help my oldest set himself up in his first adult apartment post-college. And it's fun. (laughs) I was trying to think back when I started out, and I actually graduated college in May, got married in August, started my first job in September. We had a wedding registry. We asked for all this silly stuff that people ask for that they never use on wedding registries. And I was immediately hit with just stuff and sort of the excitement of, I guess, setting up my own first apartment with my husband that there was this excitement, I guess, in kind of nesting. I mean, you really relate to that with pregnancies, but I think at the beginning of a marriage, you kind of feel that as well. Anyway, he's single (laughs) and setting up his first apartment so there's no wedding registry to contend with. And he is a bit of a minimalist, not intentionally. That's just sort of his personality. I don't know if that's a guy thing or just a him thing. He's always been rather precise and neat anyway. So he's not going to be a slob in his new apartment, but it's given me this opportunity to say, wow, what all does he need and what doesn't he need? And it's helping me face two questions that I think are worth asking for ourselves, even if we have no intention of moving or starting fresh or whatever. I think they're fabulous just for decluttering questions. One is this great, what if? Does he need this? What if this is a scenario? What if that is a scenario? And you have this tendency because he has nothing really to start with to want to give him lots of things so that he's covered in any what if. I don't know if that's part of the 
you know, he's out there on his own and it's the last chance I get to be a mom and I'm trying to like cover all the bases for him because I'm intentionally supposed to step away from his adult life. But the other piece of this that I find really interesting and I probably should do a separate podcast about it, but it's the great trap of free things which we then seem to place great value on because we got them for free. And what I mean by that is in order to help him start this life as economically as possible and not spend all of his you know, graduation gift money while he's trying to get on his feet with just the necessary expensive that, expenses that come in life, we have been gathering hand-me-downs from both sets of grandparents and from our house and well-meaning friends that are like, oh, I hear, you know, he's starting in his new apartment. I have this and this and this. And so you start to accumulate things, which we've been doing for a little while now. And now it's time to haul the stuff down there. And so I have been helping him walk through what has been gifted and to create a semblance of a list of okay, these are the things we actually need. These are the things we have. These are the things that were gifted to us that aren't on this list. But does that mean we do take them or don't take them because they're free? And what if? So (laughs) because we are facing all of these questions, I thought it was worthwhile of a podcast because if you are in your home and you're starting to declutter, one of the greatest traps that your brain can get bogged down in is you are very creative with your fish brain and you can come up with all kinds of, well, but what if I have a dinner party for 42 people one time (laughs) and I need all of these extra sets of china that were handed down from two different sets of grandmothers? Like I, I have to hold on to those. What if, what if my hairdryer breaks and this is a backup. So it's really good to hold on to an extra. What if we get lots of out of town guests passing through and all of a sudden 12 people are sleeping in my house and I need all of those extra pillows and blankets, even though I only have three beds. (laughs) We do this to ourselves all of the time. And I think particularly in the way the economy is right now, where we're feeling really pinched at the wallet, it's really, really hard to pass on something that we either acquired for free or that we already own and think, oh my gosh, there's no way I want to get rid of this because what if I would have to rebuy it? That is just the biggest waste of money. That's a really hard one to wrangle a lot of people through. So I have been thinking about this in light of all that's going on currently. And I wanted to offer you a twist on your what if questions that are rolling around in your head. What if, and this is, I'll start with the focus that I'm, I'm asking with my son when we're going through things. What if he had the opportunity to, because he is starting fresh with a empty space, what if he had the blessing of only bringing in what he actually absolutely needs and he gets to feel what it's like to live life without all of the extra stuff that we all seem to acquire and then feel responsible for. 
what if the greatest gift I can give him with this organizing skill of mine is to not allow him to be bogged down by a bunch of extra stuff just because? What if I help him stop that guilt trap before it even can begin? And if I am the gatekeeper to his inventory, obviously he gets a say, but as a 22-year-old man, (laughs) he's not going to be like, oh, wait, but what if I need an orange peeler? What if I need a spoon rest? (laughs) It's just not something in his mind that he is going to feel like he is lacking. And so why force that on to him? Also, he signed a one-year lease. I hope this job is fabulous. I hope it's exactly what he wants and that he is prepared to stay in it for a while. But what if he moves at the end of a year and he just acquired a bunch of stuff that now he has to pay to move and haul? And I I just, I want him to be able to stay sort of the minimalist that he is while offering him a warm, welcoming apartment that he feels really good in. So how does that translate to you? I would like you, if if you're looking at Let's go with a spoon rest. <laughs> what if you don't have the spoon rest? What, pray tell, would you do with the sloppy chili spoon right after you start it and you're not going to leave it sitting in the pot? You have options. You can pull down a saucer and set it down and then throw it in the dishwasher when you do the rest of the dishes. You don't need a designated spoon rest. What if you just set it on the counter and then later when you're wiping down the counters, you wipe up the little mess that you made? What if you kept it and now you have a spoon rest to put your spoon on, but guess what? You still have to go wash that spoon rest. So did it really save you anything? And it's one more thing sitting on the counter. Instead of asking yourself or allow yourself to ask yourself, well, what if I don't have this? Come up with all of the craziest reasons why you would need them and then allow yourself to say, huh, is that a little is that a little crazy? <laughs> like, is that scenario truly realistic? And then ask yourself, okay, what if I didn't have it? What if I gave myself permission to not hold on to this and I don't have it? What is this horrible scenario that will occur if I'm lacking this particular item? So let's talk about the extra bedding that we have stuffed in linen closet somewhere that our linen closet is unpleasant to open and unpleasant to dig through. I'm a great example of this. Our house is one where most of the family comes on a fairly regular basis. There are 13 of us when we are all here. All 13 of us sleep here. I have more than 13 extra sets of bedding, (laughs) if I'm being super honest. And I could pare it down to just that. And then I could ask myself, what if I only wanted to have, there's six beds in this house. What if I only wanted to have six things of bedding? Then what would I do? <gasps> the horror. What, what would happen if people came here to spend the night and they didn't have the bedding? I could ask them to bring stuff with them. A little inhospitable. I could borrow from a dear friend. What if she's also hosting people at the same time? That may be one of those times where I say, okay, what is the happy medium here? Six is too little. 
because there are times when I don't just make the six beds. There's times when I have the four blow up beds out and a sleeping bag or two, (laughs) or I make up a couch. So if I allow myself to have the 13, let's make it 14 for a nice round number. I always have a spare just in case, but I don't need 26. I don't know that I have 26. Honestly, I have not inventoried that in a while, but it's about time. My linen closet is unpleasant to dig through. And I love hosting. I love that they all come here. So I want to make sure that because that is something that brings me joy, I allow four in my life, but I'm willing to give up the spoon rest. <laughs> like, so pick your battles, I guess, as you're walking yourself through this what if exercise. Don't be bogged down by the gift of free. I'm not going to get into that one any deeper because I really do think that could be a standalone podcast. So let's just stick with the what ifs right now. What if I kept it? How many times am I realistically going to use it for this what if scenario that is in my head? And what if I didn't keep it? And do I have alternative ways to handle missing this item? Those are the things I want you to think about. And until next time, choose joy. Did we just connect? Do you feel at home here? Oh gosh, then please do me a favor. I'd love to have you here for the next episode. And to do that, you need to follow or subscribe or hit the little plus button, whatever it takes to be here next time I drop an episode. And while you're at it, if you could scroll down and find where people rate and review the podcast, and if you would add your thoughts, it would mean the world to me. First of all, it would help other moms like us find me and they wouldn't have to feel so alone. But I actually just like hearing from you. It means a lot to know your thoughts and so that I can keep doing a a good job and having episodes that mean something to you. So connect with me. DM me on Instagram. I'm at joylovinghome. Or you can email me, joy at joylovinghome.com. Or join my community. It's bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember... Keep choosing joy.